When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. My name is Smitty, and we've got a lot of news to break down. Uh, Today, there was this report from Adam Schefter, which we'll get into in a second. Um, I'm kind of here sometimes to, to shoot down the news or to back it up. Um, there's a lot of reasons I go live on breaking news. It's not just to confirm it. Um, sometimes people will say, Smitty, nice uh, clickbait title. But that's not really what it's designed to do. There is a, a, a different you know angle to this topic right here. Adam Schefter came out today and talked about Alvin Kamara potentially avoiding a suspension in 2022. And while there's a possibility that happens, there's another side to the story. We'll break it down on the other side of the intro here for the news desk. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. We are talking about Alvin Kamara. We'll be talking about a lot of other things. We'll be taking your voicemails in the voicemail groups. We'll be taking your phone calls on the on the on the phone lines. But right now, Alvin Kamara, according to Adam uh, Schefter, let's see. Actually, there's this report right here. Um, this is from NBC Sports talking about Schefter's report. There's a real chance that the status of Alvin Kamara's felony battery uh, case is not going to affect his availability this season. Now, this is a very uh, one-dimensional way to look at this topic because there are multiple factors as I have over here on the screen. Later trial, if a, a trial gets started late in the season and a video potential video leak could lead to a, an Alvin Kamara rapture from the NFL. Now, I know that's a lot of negativity, speculation, and people are going to say things like, uh, Smitty, yeah, that's a lot of what-ifs. And, and the bottom line is this. Alvin Kamara was safer when you thought he might miss four, five, six games because you got him in round three. Now with this news, which kind of broke weeks ago, this is not new information. Adam Schefter just maybe was asked about it. He repeated it. So a lot of outlets out there are talking about it as if this is fresh information. It's not fresh information at all. Everybody's kind of speculating. And I had an attorney, Tony the attorney, come on the show. We've covered this like no other show out there. We've covered this more than anybody. And the bottom line is Alvin Kamara on the surface level looks and appears to be in a position to shove everything into 2023. There's no doubt about that. But the problem is... If you're shoving a hearing forward 60 days, you're shoving even more forward and forward and forward. The question is, does a trial actually begin before the season ends? Because if Alvin Kamara is going into court during the week and trying to hit the field during the weekend, and the topic of discussion is that he and his friends beat a man unconscious. While the man was unconscious, they continued to kick him and beat him while he was down, including, according to reports, footage of uh, footage of Alvin Kamara at least kicking him one time while he was unconscious on the ground. The NFL is not going to be about having Kamara hit the court and then hit the field. Hit the court and then hit the field. So 
I want to make it abundantly clear. There's no way to understand and even uh, predict what's going to happen with this case in terms of just that 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 angle alone. If this thing goes to trial during the season, there's a very strong chance the NFL puts him on paid leave. Now, people mix up all the time what I'm talking about when I say Kamara is going to not get suspended, not face discipline. People get it twisted up. The NFL can do whatever they want in terms of putting someone on paid leave that is not deemed necessarily as a punishment. So while some people might say Smitty, they already said they're not going to they're not going to punish him. The NFL lets the process play out before they take action. That is true in terms of discipline and handing out punishment for the accused crime, right? They let they let it play out in court, innocent until proven guilty in the in the criminal side of this thing. The Deshaun Watson's a whole nother side, and we've talked about that till until people have basically said, I don't want to hear about it anymore. And we, we don't bring Deshaun Watson up unless there's new information. But that's different. It's a whole different component involved. It's a whole different case. It's a whole different scenario. With Alvin Kamara in these criminal, this criminal situation, the NFL does lean in the direction of letting this thing play out in court before they take disciplinary action, before they hand out discipline, before they hand out any sort of judgment. It's innocent till proven guilty. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, people, what they mix up is that if the NFL doesn't want the optics of this thing, if it goes to trial, let's say, in week 12, which there's a, a pretty strong likelihood, in my opinion, uh, we had Tony, the attorney, on that said that there's probably uh, a, 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 like a long shot that this thing starts before the season ends up uh, you know, ending, but there's all, there's all kinds of possibilities. Things can get expedited. We don't know. No one really knows how quickly a trial can get started, but kicking the hearing down the road 60 days isn't necessarily going to keep his trial from happening during the season. It might backfire on Kamara and his camp if they can't move this thing again. If they can keep kicking the can down the road, they most certainly could move this entire trial and process into 2023, or at least the 2023 offseason, at which point we'll be talking about this again next offseason. And then will Kamara miss the entire year? We don't know. I have a feeling Kamara's trying to buy time and play while he's young, play while he's still able to deliver on the field. And that makes sense from his perspective. But what I'm trying to tell people is just because Adam Schefter and other people are coming out saying we don't think discipline is going to be handed down during the 2022 season because the trial won't even begin till late in the season. Therefore, a verdict and a situation happening you know, in 2022 22 before the season end, it's a very small chance that they could get through everything. What I'm telling you is if this thing does go to trial, it may or may not go to trial. If this thing does go to trial, guess what? Kamara's not going to trial and hitting the field on Sundays. People, 
need to understand there's that component to this. And for everybody that's starting to already say, Smitty, not going to happen. Smitty, there's going to be a plea deal. Smitty, it's going to be this. Smitty, it's going to be that. First of all, it depends what happens in the plea deal. It depends on what's said in the plea deal. It depends on what's agreed upon, whether the NFL then takes action based on that deal. But what I'm trying to tell you is that's one component. Component number two. They could throw a wrench in everything in terms of your Alvin Kamara investment, which is now looking like second top of second round because people are just grabbing him, assuming he's not missing any time. If this video leaks, Alvin Kamara's done. Alvin Kamara's removed from wherever he's at, whatever he's doing. He's not playing football for the remainder of the season if the video leaks. And you might say, Smitty, Smitty. Um, here, here's Aaron, Aaron, here's negative, here's negative Aaron coming in. You are wrong, Smitty, 0% of a trial. Now, Aaron, I'm not saying a trial's for sure going to happen. I'm not saying a plea deal couldn't take place, but 0%, when did you run into the gray sports book almanac from Back to the Future, Aaron? Where's your show, Aaron? Let's see you deliver this content and tell us and support your 0% theory of this thing starting a trial. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. A trial most certainly could happen before the end of the season, as could a plea deal, as could it be pushed into the, 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 the next season. It's all on the table, Aaron. There's no 0% of anything, pal. I'll tell you that right now, and I've had an attorney on to explain that. And we've talked about how a trial starting before the season is you know, highly unlikely, obviously, 0% chance of that. You could say that, Aaron, because it's been pushed. The hearing's been pushed forward 60 days. That's the only 0% you have on the table, pal. There's a whole lot of things that can happen, and no one knows. Anybody that tells you they know how this is playing out, a 0%, 100%, don't listen to a word they're saying because they're literally speaking uh, about this topic without knowing what's going on. This thing could go into the 2023 offseason, and, and, and it could be a whole threat to the 2023 season. But what could happen? One single moment in time can change if this video gets leaked. Let me ask you a question. Did the Kareem Hunt video get leaked? The answer is yes. Did the Ray Rice video get leaked? The answer is yes. Is there a high likelihood that the Alvin Kamara video gets leaked? The answer is pretty pretty high. Do we know what the percentage is? No. We're all guessing here. But if this video leaks, Alvin Kamara is being removed from the field because this is going to be a gruesome, gruesome thing and it's going to be something the NFL is not going to be a party of. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm not saying to avoid Alvin Kamara. I'm saying don't draft him at 2.2. Don't draft him at 2.1. There are questions in here. DeAndre Swift versus Alvin Kamara. That's what I'm here to discuss. I'm okay with you taking Kamara while guys like Aaron come in here and keep running their mouth without knowing what I'm even trying to say before I'm even done delivering the content and information. What I'm saying is top of three, go for it. Back of two in one league, go for it. And and if you want, if you want, you know what, Aaron, it's, it's, it's one thing. There we go, Aaron. There, enjoy, Aaron. Enjoy being in, in limbo because... You're going to come in here and tell me BS? Absolutely not. Not going to put up with it, Aaron. Not going to put up with it. Don't keep coming in here with your negativity, dropping BS on the screen. BS, Smitty. BS, Smitty. Go go enjoy another show. Go jo- enjoy another show. When you're talking about Swift and Camara, give me, give me Swift. 
Give me Swift all day long. When we're talking about late second round, you're packaging in a little more risk. Top of third packaging in a little more risk. Absolutely. Don't go drafting Alvin Kamara at 2.2 and expect to have zero risk. That's what I'm telling you. Swift is there. C.D. Lamb is there. Much safer players are there. Don't toy around with Kamara with all this off-season nonsense going on that could potentially lead to something. That's all I'm saying. There's still a high risk. Even Tony the attorney came on and said, look, Kamara is still a very high risk, even though there's a high potential and likelihood of this trial not even getting started until after the season, until after the Super Bowl. But the likelihood of a video leaking is still somewhat possible. Therefore, top of the second, especially in the first round, is too risky. Too risky. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next topic. There, There's quite a bit of information out there that we need to get, get to today. Uh, this, Let's see, what's this information? Ronald Jones. Oh, yeah, Ronald Jones um, is projected by the Athletic to be left off. This is by the Athletic, not the team, not coming from the team. Be projected to be off the 53-man roster. This is the guy everybody expected to be completely in the running for the number one running back job. Taking out Clyde Edwards-Alaire. No, no, no. It's Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is the guy to own. I'm not saying I don't like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I love the fact that Clyde's value is dropping and tanking into the seventh round range. You could essentially bypass getting your running back two if you wanted. Let's say maybe you botched your running back two drafting. You come in, you draft Pacheco. You come in, you draft Clyde. You cuff the two together. You have your you have yourself a potential pretty solid running back two with the, the duo combined. Pacheco and Clyde's pretty guaranteed to get production. Sure, there might be something else going on. But certainly, 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 there is a possibility you hit a home run. With a Pacheco, Clyde, seventh and eighth, seventh and tenth round, whatever, wherever you're taking Pacheco, it kind of depends on the coming days and weeks if Pacheco, uh, you know, creates any buzz. But I like Clyde. I think Clyde is very underrated. I think Clyde has a lot of risk, but he doesn't have a lot of risk in seven or eight round territory. Whereas that's where you're going to find him. And Pacheco is such a good safeguard against Clyde getting hurt. People need to realize Clyde was injured. Or in, or he was uh, 160 pounds from that surgery. The gallbladder, I keep forgetting what it is. Gallbladder, I think it was gallbladder. Dude dropped down six to 160 from 205 to 209. That is a huge weight drop. And to play at 160 pounds, I, I give him credit. I don't try and take it away from him. I don't try and you look at it as a negative. Um, Rojo, probably not making the roster. We'll see. Invest in Clyde. Give him one more shot. At the current ADP, uh, it's it's crazy how how this guy played at 160 pounds, unbelievable. Um, Ceh or Ramondre as a running back three, I'd rather have Clyde and Pacheco because even if you cuff, let's say you cuff Ramondre to Damian Harris, you don't even know if that's the 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 duo. The duo. I mean, you could you could potentially see, um, you could potentially see Bill Belichick start one of the rookies. I mean that's just the way he the way he is. All right, let's uh let's see if there's any other news that's worth talking about right now. I think there is quite a bit to to discuss. We're going to hit the phone lines in a minute. Um this right here was was pretty big news because we've been talking about this guy is a big avoid all see, all off season long. Um both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are both dealing with soft to, soft tissue injuries 
and are being held out of practice. Cam Akers is going to be ultra susceptible, ultra susceptible to soft tissue and lower leg and leg injuries in general coming off of the Achilles tendon recovery because A, he's rushing back. He already rushed back, completely rushed back. And, And B, this guy is literally going to be playing at way less than 100%. There's a lot of people that think he's 100%. I don't care if he comes out and says I'm 100%. I don't care if the team doctors come out and say he's 100%. I don't care. I really don't care. It doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't hold any water with me. You can't possibly be 100% coming off a torn Achilles tendon. This is his first year back. It's not his second year back. He came back and tried to rush back after six months last year. That doesn't count as being a first season back. He is twelve, roughly 12 months, going on 13 months recovered from his torn Achilles tendon. This is year one. It takes a good two, maybe three years to get back to an absolute uh, n- n- close version to your old self, explosiveness-wise. Cam Akers will be compromised all year and be... Uh, essentially um, putting his lower body in awkward positions, trying to compensate with the lack of explosiveness that is that is now currently his, his, his healing torn Achilles tendon. So stay away from Akers unless you can get him at extreme value. He's a huge injury risk all season long. The soft tissues, the hamstring, um, all kinds of injuries are going to pop up on uh, for this guy who's already one of the most injury-prone, if not the most injury-prone running backs in the entire National Football League. Was my number one injury risk walking into last season. And you get people in here they're gonna, that are going to say clown stuff like you can't predict injury. What you predict is Achilles injury. Well, if the guy was my number one predicted injury risk last year and he went down with a season-ending injury, I'm pretty sure my case was made that he was in a void. For injury reasons. He had literally three injuries or more as a rookie. Couldn't stay on the field or get going until the very end of the season. Came in as a huge injury risk his sophomore year. And tore his Achilles tendon. Now struggling with soft tissue injuries. As he's trying to recover from his Achilles tear. Which he won't recover from. So it's going to be an absolute uh, disaster waiting to happen. If you take this guy in round three. So avoid him in round three. Stay clear of Cam Akers. He's not worth the risk in round three. Um, Ronald Jones shouldn't be owned. Uh, there's that. Okay, that's the same same news. I'm trying to see if I have anything else here to discuss. Uh, we'll hit the phone lines. We'll do the voicemails and phone lines, and we'll get get the get the the questions rolling. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Alright. These it's voicemail time. Let's dig into the voicemails. First voicemail is from Jim. Hey Smitty. The Eagles offense. 
offense looked really good in their preseason game. I'm sure really did. buying into Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown this year. But for some reason, I'm still hesitant on the running back room. Are you buying into Miles Sanders or Kenneth Gainwell this year? I know Sanders is going around the Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard area, and I think I'd rather have both of them anyway. Or are you buying into Gainwell at his ADP, or are you staying away from this room completely? Uh, so here, let me let me hear that, hear that one more time. I'm reading the chat. Hey, Smitty, that Eagles offense looked really good in their preseason game. I really am buying into Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown this year. But for some reason, I'm still hesitant on the running back room. Yeah, yeah, running backs, okay. No, I'm not buying into Miles Sanders. I, I love the offense from a passing perspective, but Miles Sanders has come out telling you himself. Miles Sanders, let me get the names up here. Miles Sanders has come out himself. And told you, don't draft him in fantasy. This isn't out of like an annoyance. Like, uh, don't draft me in fantasy. I don't want to hear you complain. It felt like he was kind of saying that too. But it, it uh, it's more about the fact that he knows he'll be inconsistent. He knows that this offense is going to feed him inconsistency. So if you want consistency, don't go Miles Sanders' direction. Gainwell could be the guy to grab because he'll be zero risk, zero cost. You just grab him at the end of your draft and hope for the best. Um, but the offense is going to be uh, consistent through the pass. You're going to have Jalen Hurts becoming a top five QB. All the Jalen Hurts haters are going to be proven wrong. This man just got handed A.J. Brown. He he started his first year last year, and everyone calls him a dink and dunk passer. But this guy is capable of 300, 400-yard games at any moment. He and Trey Lance are, are so similar in terms of the doubt, their skill set, how much upside they have, the weaponry at their disposal. The, the age, they're about to break out. They're going to just take the, 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 the league by storm. And people are going to continue to doubt both Trey Lance and both Jalen Hurts. And they literally could be the fourth and fifth or the fifth and sixth quarterbacks in fantasy football 2022 and take huge, huge steps forward. It's going to be unreal. 164 of you in the room, only 63 thumbs up. Punch that button and help your boy Smitty. Let's get on over to Kenny. Hey, Smitty, what are your expectations for Hollywood Brown beyond this year? Um, Expectations for Hollywood Brown beyond this year are tough. I don't know that I have a full grasp of what his future looks like. I don't think anybody could. You know, because he's he's in Arizona. I have a feeling that he wants to stay there long term. I have a feeling he's capable of building good rapport with... Kyler Murray. I have a feeling that Hopkins has the one to two years left and we'll see if he can stay healthy coming off of the six game suspension. Sometimes being out six games can be treated similar to like a holdout in terms of how it affects your body. When a player usually holds out, if you remember back, think about like Zeke Elliott holding out or other players, you always worried about injury because you come in full go. Everybody else is, is fine tuned, ready to rumble, hitting and, and playing at a high level, and you come in rusty, and you come in kind of winded, and you come in and your body's not ready, and then you get hurt. So holdouts oftentimes lead to injury. You always hear about that. That's always been the case. A suspension's a little similar. Yeah, you can work out and things like that, but but it's you're, you're rusty. Everybody else isn't rusty, and you're rusty coming in full go. And with Hopkins you know, struggling with injury last year, I do have concerns that he's going to come in and just Tear, go on a terror. I do like him at the right value. I would certainly draft Hopkins in the in the seventh round if he's sitting there. I consider him in the sixth round depending on what's going on, and then I cuff him to somebody else. Arthur, appreciate you, Arthur. To the moon. But you know, I I, I don't know, bro. Uh, 
I'd probably say... Tough to say. Tough to say. Tough to say, broski. If if I had to say, I probably would end it with this. I would say Hollywood Brown has got a good two to three year window before I I start telling you. I don't know what he looks like three years from now. You know, whether he's struggling with drops or injuries or, you know, whether he's even on the team. Uh, But I think he's got good upside to be Kyler Murray's main wide receiver for the next two or three years. I'm just not sure I feel a long, you know, lengthy career out of Hollywood Brown to where I feel like he's, you know, completely dominating and relevant and top 12 capable for five, six years. You know, maybe one to two is kind of what my window looks like. To build my dynasty wide receiver rooms with some young talent that hasn't really broken out yet, that really hasn't gained a whole lot of value yet, but could explode this year. Which one do you think is a better investment in dynasty? Is it Jerry Judy or is it Devonta Smith? Jerry Judy. Uh, and this coming from a guy that absolutely loved Devonta Smith, and we haven't really seen what we've wanted to see. Not that it can't develop, right? That's why I kind of hesitate for a split second. But uh, Jerry Judy is in a position to really become not only the number one wide receiver in this Denver offense, but he could become a top 10 wide receiver in 2022. Now, Judy comes with a lot of risk. I'd almost say Devontae Smith is safer long-term, but his ceiling for right now, and this could change with a drop of a hat. You know, if Hurts comes out firing on all cylinders, A.J. Brown could make Devontae Smith better. A.J. Brown could suffer knee injuries like he always has kind of had, even though I love A.J. Brown right now. I love A.J. Brown. One of the better third-round steals in fantasy football is A.J. Brown. I'm just trying to paint different pictures for you. Is there a world where I could see Devontae Smith really developing into a, a top 12 wide receiver? Absolutely. He's got the talent. I wasn't I wasn't wrong on the talent. The situation hasn't allowed him to unfold a certain way. Sometimes wide receivers, they have a stunted growth. Okay? And so I kind of feel like we're looking at that potential situation here with Devontae Smith, that he's just been held back. Now, Judy was the same situation. Judy was held back because Denver didn't have a proper quarterback. Now they do. Now they got Russell Wilson. Raindrop Russ, dropping raindrops into the corner of the end zone for a guy like Judy. And a lot of people tell you that Judy is not a guy that's going to go deep, not a guy that's going to go into the corner of the end zone, look over his shoulder and make a catch. How do we know that? How do you know that? How does anybody know that? I'm not saying... I'm not saying that, that Cortland Sutton can't be the number one. Please understand what I'm saying. It's a little bit uh, unclear. It's a little bit muddy. I think one of them is going to thrive, right? Hamler could even be the guy. Who who really knows? Hamler's really good. He's coming back from an ACL tear, but Hamler's one of the more talented, unknown wide receivers in like a, a team's 3-4 role. He really is a, a legit threat. Speed, uh, talent, gifted, um, but... The question is here, who has more upside for the right now? Things could change, but for right now, it's Jerry Judy. Judy's still very much in the driver's seat as for the number one role in Denver. Sutton's got something he wants to say about that. Sutton's going to try and take it from Jerry Judy. Maybe they co-own it and they both don't, you know, they, they dilute each other a little bit, but they're both doing really well. And Russell Wilson can throw the ball enough to two wide receivers. We saw it with DK and Lockett. Lockett could be huge. DK could be huge. They could both do very, very well. Don't think for a second that Russell Wilson can't feed both of them to a, into a very comfortable fantasy football production level. He certainly can. 
my answer would be Judy, but it's very, very dependent on obviously what we see in the next couple weeks. Hey, Smitty, with Daryl Henderson being on the injury report and the quick recovery of Cam Akers, where are you with Kyron Williams? Thanks. Um, where am I with Ky- Kyron Williams? Uh, I would probably say uh, I like Kyron Williams a lot. You know, obviously, you guys know how much I like Kyron Williams. Um, the problem is he broke his foot. We don't really know what his health status is right now. He's still coming back from that injury. But I definitely feel like there's a lot of potential for Kyron Williams if he can prove healthy, get out there and take control of that of that the, the carry somehow via injury to both Henderson and Akers. All it's going to take is both these guys to be banged up and Kyron Williams be available for a door to be cracked open for a guy that I really, really liked walking into the 2022 uh, NFL draft. And Kyron Williams landed in a very good spot. This was a crafty pick by the Rams. This is not a guy that you look at the draft results and you go, oh, okay, who who took who? Okay, the Rams took Kyron Williams. Who's Kyron Williams, a running back? Oh, yeah, I kind of like Kyron Williams. No, he was very crafty. He was a guy you watched. Who's going to take Kyron Williams? He was one of the most crafty later... Uh, versions of of of, uh, of a sleeper running back that was sitting out there. And he landed in a very, very kind of, I don't know, cloudy but optimistic place because you have a guy in Acres that I believe can't stay healthy, a guy in Daryl Henderson that is vulnerable to having the job taken from him if he's the starter because he's had enough time to prove it. And he, he's looked good. He's done well. And Hendy could be very effective if he's used properly. But we're sitting here looking at a guy in Kyron Williams that is the X factor, very low cost. Most drafts he's not even getting drafted, so there's not a real, there's no risk at all. It's just a matter of can he get healthy and be on the field with the broken foot. We'll see. And 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 we don't really know. We don't have too much of a big update on his health status, so we should know soon. Uh, Tyler Algier needs to be a moon man. Um, we send him to the moon a lot. To the moon. He's not on the moon man list, but the moon man. You know, we we can't put everybody on it. I want to. We can't put everybody on it. It would be nice. But uh, we, we got we to gotta be careful with the amount of people. I don't know what happened to my... My camera went offline, and so all my all my stuff is all uh, a mess right now. So I got to I gotta change all that. Uh, but Algier, we're not going to put on the moon man list yet because we send him to the moon frequently. He's definitely the moon. a frequent visitor of, of the moon. So he's on shuttles all the time. Uh, Danny Gray can be a sleeper, of course, man. I've been talking this kid Danny Gray up as a is a, even a fantasy football you know option, one of your bench bench wide receivers, your last bench wide receivers, and you just kind of hang on to him. Not only could he do well just all on his own, even even if no one's hurt, but if someone goes down of the two top wide receivers in San Francisco and Ayuk and Debo, Danny Gray is going to go to the moon. So this kid is elusive; he can't be guarded in today's NFL. He's just a tricky. Little route running speedster, and he's gonna always be open. Um, De- uh, Damian Pierce is a monster. You know he's definitely been on the on the on the moon list. You know sending him to the moon. To the moon. He's not on the actual official roster on the shuttle, but we send Damian Pierce to the moon all the time. Damian Pierce is gonna be absolutely phenomenal, and we've been scooping him up all the time, left and right, inside these uh, inside these best ball drafts. And you can also play best ball, and take advantage of everything that we're talking about all the time uh, by going over to Underdog Fantasy 
Underdog Fantasy using promo code Smitty. The link is in the description. I'll drop the link in the live stream. And you guys should really, truly get on over to Underdog. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit. Play Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty, and and get your, your DFS on. Get your under your best ball on. Go, go play the best ball manias and take advantage of the value that is currently DK Metcalf in round five. Uh, Kenneth Walker in seven and eight. Uh, Ayuk in seven and eight. Um, Joe Burrow in six and seven. Brees Hall falling clearly into round four again. Javante at the end of two, sometimes top of three. And, and this this is win a league stuff. You go play DFS, landing those kind of picks in a $25 best ball, uh, best ball mania three tournament where the prize first place is $2 million, second place is $1 million. Even if you get four, uh, 470th place, you get $1,000 for 470th place on underdog using promo code Smitty. Link in the description, link in the live chat pinned. Go try it. Go try it. Play best ball. Imagine injury strikes your team, and you draft one player on like all your teams. You're like, I can't help myself. I can't diversify. And then that guy goes down. And then your season's done. And you're watching football in week eight, and you got nothing to, to look at. You're nothing to play for. You're upset. If you play underdog fantasy, promo code Smitty, link in the description and in the live chat, you're giving yourself something to look forward to if, if disaster strikes your fantasy team. Because now you can root for these players and these teams and clean up. End of the year, I check my account. And I'm like, how many how many of these little leagues did I win? And then this year, we're playing all the puppy drafts. So I can't wait to see what my account looks like at the end of the year when I go in and check out these leagues where you don't have to set your lineup, you don't have to make waivers, you draft ahead. And I've got like, I don't know, 75 drafts in you know to look at and see how much am I going to clean up? How much am I bringing in? I can't wait to look, and I hope one of you win the big prize. It'll be phenomenal. Um, Hertz to the moon, absolutely. I'm just happy Hertz is a moon man finally. He, you know, Hertz is sitting right here, bro. Don't you worry about Jalen Hertz. Man, dropping loads in outer space. Space moon. I, I see the Mike White comments and we don't know if Mike White is going to even get a shot before Zach Wilson comes back. That's the unfortunate nature of what's going on there in New York right now. Mike White apparently isn't the number 2 according to the to the Jets and all the reports. So, does Flacco have a shot at staying healthy though? Probably not. So, let's say Zach Wilson who has flown to get surgery and to, to potentially get a scope and have his knee looked at. Uh, there's there's numerous reports. I feel like the report saying that he's going to get a scope without any surgery. Those are weird because in my experience with knee injuries, you don't go poking around inside the knee with a scope and then you figure out what the damage is. You come back out and plan a surgery. Once you go in, you fix what you find. A lot of times these exploratory surgeries are exploratory and the fix in one. You typically have a doctor come into a, a surgery room and say, okay, well, based on the MRI, based on the, the scans and results, it appears you have this kind of injury. We won't know officially till we get in there, but when we get in there, we'll fix whatever we see. When you wake up, we'll let you know how it went. And that's the way it usually goes with a, an ACL surgery. Uh, when I tore my patellar tendon off my kneecap, it was that way. They didn't know if I had any ACL or MCL MCL or LCL or meniscus damage. I just tore my patellar tendon off my kneecap. He said, we'll get in there. We'll see what's what. They went in while he was in there. He did not notice any damage to anything else. And so that was good news. That's kind of what I think is going to happen with Zach Wilson. I don't know. 
I don't know for sure, but I don't think that initial report that said he was going to have exploratory, like a scope to see what what he needed to do next, I, that's, I don't think that's accurate. I think he went to go have the surgery. Now they get in there, they could find the ACL as damage. Just because the ACL is intact, what they do when you tear your ACL, they take the back of your leg to put their hand around the, the, the back of your knee like this because your, your knee bends like this. And they take this bone right here and they pull your knee. And see how that's not moving? It's because it's tight. The ACL, the PCL, the ligaments, everything's keeping this knee tight. When you snap your ACL and you do this this test right here and you pull on that knee, your your knee, the, the shin, it all moves. It moves. And so they, they just want to make sure. Actually, they pull in the bottom part. They pull in the bottom part like this and they try and get this knee to go back that way so that this part goes forward. They don't want to hurt you, but they want to see if there's any flex. See how there's no flex there? That means that this guy's okay. This ACL is not torn, but it still could be damaged. So they're going to go in and check it out. Russian collusion. Javante season, baby. Javante season collusion. Appreciate you, Russian. Russian collusion dropping a super chat wad on screen. Smitty, I'm taking the millions. What are your thoughts on Danny Gray? Uh, yeah, uh, Russian collusion is going to take that underdog down. Underdog promo code Smitty. Uh, I like Danny Gray, Russian. I like Danny Gray. I think Danny Gray has the potential to be the number two wide receiver on this this team. I think he. I'm not saying Ayuk's not going to the moon. I'm not saying Ayuk isn't impressing like crazy. I understand what time it is. I'm just saying this kid, Danny Gray, has every opportunity if he's used. And he may not be used. He may only be used sparingly. Uh, Debo and Ayuk were not on the field during the preseason game. So there's definitely a possibility that we don't see as much Danny Gray in week one as we thought because of preseason action. I'm well aware of that. But once he's in there... If he's in there, he could be the second most dangerous wide receiver on the roster. And that's no knock on Ayuk. That's just me talking up Danny Gray. That's me telling you how electric and elusive and capable Danny Gray is. It's not me talking down Ayuk. It's not me saying Ayuk isn't good. It's me telling you Danny Gray is just that good. And I wanted the Cardinals to draft this guy. And the Cardinals, of course, botched it again and did not take the man when I wanted them to take Danny Gray. It upset me. Danny Gray is a, a, a monster, even though he's not big. And I absolutely love Danny Gray. Uh, Matt says, Ayuk over Debo. I don't agree with that, but you know everybody's got their own opinion, and that's fine. Matt, I appreciate you. Anyway, differing opinions can rule, as long as people are respectful. You know, there's some people that aren't respectful that come in here and start tossing around negativity. We are a family. We are a family. We are positive. For the most part, we try and keep it that way. We can disagree, but let's be respectful. And this is a, this is a respectful man right here, Matt. He likes Debo. He likes Ayuk over Debo. I like Debo over Ayuk. We can shake hands. It's fine. And Ayuk could have a better year than Debo. Debo could get hurt. You know, Debo did a lot of running last year, unnecessary running between the tackles. I don't mind the wideback stuff. He played running back. He played wideback, he played wide receiver, and he played running back. So, uh, uh, Swank Song, appreciate you, my man Swank Song, in the house. Overcome, Ron Navy, with Super Chats galore. Let's give these guys... Yeah. 
Appreciate your super chats, good buddies, kind sirs. Let's get to your questions. Ron Navy says, I'm taking it, Smitty, not Russian collusion. Ron, Ron, look, let me tell you something about Ron. Ron, Ron don't take this the wrong way, okay? Ron is opinionated in the point in, to the point where sometimes I feel like his opinions, they can't change for anything. But Ron has a really good grasp on certain player values that sometimes Ron and I will butt heads on like a... Uh, cousins or something right but like Ron's got a good grasp especially about ADP and where other people are getting drafted and what other people are thinking Ron is I imagine Ron would be pretty good at chess if he doesn't play chess already so even though I don't me and Ron don't always see eye to eye we see eye to eye in like 90% right Ron but when we don't see eye to eye it's like we're butting heads on the player a little bit Derrick Henry he's great he's great you know I don't love Derrick Henry this year uh, Kirk Cousins, but I do turn to Ron. I, I do. When I think of somebody I need to, hey, I'm about to draft this guy or this guy, I actually think I'm going to ask Ron. And I've DM'd Ron before. And I said, Ron, I'm on the clock right now. Ron is a best ball machine. I bet you Ron is part of why they aren't running a best ball puppy four because Ron, he bled him dry. Ron did it. He maxed out the puppy threes, and now they don't have enough money or resources over at Underdog to do Puppy 4s because Ron absolutely bled him dry. And they're afraid Ron's taking him down. So kudos to Ron. Ron is one of the better Super Chatters here on the show. Appreciate you, Ronnie. Ronnie boy. Overcome what round to be afraid of missing out on Lance? Bro, your guess is as good as mine. Because this is a guy I've been peddling out there as a top 5, top 7 QB. Over and over and over. Week in and week out. People clowning on me. Smitty, you're crazy. Trey Lance isn't even going to start. All the stuff we've had to endure with this Trey Lance on the rise. I mean, there's been so much uh, uh, digital adversity. I say digital adversity because I don't want people to think it's a tough life. But the digital adversity you face when (laughs) you go for something way before it happens. It's lonely to be ahead of the curve, whether you're right or wrong. It's still lonely to be ahead of the curve. And so much trash talk comes my way because of Trey Lance. Everybody loves Trey Lance now. Everybody loves Jalen Hurts now. Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts are both headed to the moon. To the moon. They're both on the moon men list. The moon men. And I have a feeling... loads in outer space. I have a feeling that their values are only going to increase. In fact, Joseph Burrow, Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow... People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Is now going below both Trey Lance and Justin Herbert in a lot of drafts, especially the best balls. I've seen it in a bunch of mock drafts lately. You can get Joe Burrow at a discount. He's practically sitting there in the top of seven, guaranteed now in most in most communities. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Ron Navy says, I'm just teasing Russian, but you can have second. Uh, you and Russian, I, one of you better win this big prize. I'll tell you what, if your boy Smitty wins one of those big prizes, I'm not saying I'm flying everybody out to Vegas. I'm saying we're getting some food. We're getting maybe one of those ballrooms, or maybe we just gorilla style some kind of lounge somewhere. And I say, appetizers all night long. Bring them, bring the wings, bring the pot stickers, bring the, the little slider hamburgers, bring them all. We want it all. Toss it down. Pineapple pizza. Because everybody keeps asking me that question. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? It's the most asked question I get when we talk about food. 
Sure, I love pineapple on my pizza. I also love pepperoni pizza. We're going to get it all. We're going to have them deliver for days. Just bring food constantly. If your boy Smitty lands one of those big prizes, we're heading to Vegas, baby. We're heading to Vegas and we're doing it right. And if anybody in here wins, I'm going to be so proud of you if you win a big money spot. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, uh, Russian Collusion said, Ron Cousins not going to get you there, so you better get off the train. You like that? Collusion starting a super chat war with Ron Navy. Uh, super chat war. I don't know if, if if Russian collusion can finish this war. I think Ron Navy's more equipped and ready to attack via super chat battle than than uh, collusion is pretty good though. I don't know. We'll see. Ron Navy's a veteran at at super chat warring, so we'll see. What round to be afraid of Lance? Uh, to answer this question, I would say he's gonna go in six. There's no, I, I would see, I, I think people are going to take him in five. In one QB leagues, I think people are going to reach for Trey Lance in five. I think that six, no way. No way you're getting Trey Lance after six in a league where people know what they're doing. Unfortunately, his value is going so, you know, far north, it becomes a point where you almost have to say, give me Joe Burrow all day long. Like it used to be Smitty. But Smitty, why take Joe Burrow in five and a half to six when Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts are there in seven? No longer the case. No longer the case. Now you're going to have to flip it, and I'm going to say, but Bob, why take Jalen Hurts or Trey Lance in five or six when you can get Joe Burrow in seven? The tables have turned. How interesting. Now Smitty's getting his number one win-a-league player, Joseph Burrow, I mean, it's it's getting to the point where I'm getting a little upset that Joe Burrow's getting disrespected. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Time for a Smitty rant. The best value in 2022 fantasy football. How many times do we have to have this conversation? Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow is the best value in fantasy football 2022. And it's now currently, it was close. It's now currently end of discussion, not even close. Because now Joseph Burrow, according to my calculations, has officially dropped below Trey Lance and Justin Hurt, uh, Jalen Hurts. Who might I add before we move on? Might I add, I'm not clowning on two of my favorite players in fantasy football in Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance. All three of these quarterbacks are monsters. They are technically speaking, my number four, uh, number three, number five, and number six quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is my third rank capable of being number one, capable of being the number one fantasy football player, period, let alone quarterback, could throw 43 to 45 touchdown passes even if he has a little hiccup and a couple bad games in a row. Dude could do this in his sleep. He's going to get better. But Smitty, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow what? You saw one year of him 
playing while still recovering from his torn ACL. He wasn't even 100% yet. His line was breaking down. The defense was spotty all year. Your boy Smitty said the Bengals will win the division anyway because Joe Burrow is a cigar-smoking monster. Joe Burrow won the division like everybody said he couldn't. Joe Burrow marched through the playoffs like everybody said he couldn't. Joe Burrow made a Super Bowl appearance like everybody said he couldn't. Now people have the audacity to suggest Joe Burrow can't get better. Jamar Chase can't get better. Joe Burrow can't get healthier and look more mobile and stronger and confident. Be more confident that he's not going to get hit from behind on a blitz. This offensive line will be improved. Everything's improved across the board. Yet people are acting like Joe Burrow can only go down. I don't understand the appendectomy. He went into the late 6th round instead of late 5th round. Now you got Trey Lance and Hurts, who I absolutely love. I want to make sure every time I I mention Joe Burrow being a steal because of Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts, it's nothing to do with them not being monsters in their own right. Let me put it in perspective. You're in a draft. You've got three drafts side by side. You have the same pick in those drafts. You're sitting there at 6.4, and you got Jalen Hurts there in one draft, Burrow there in that same draft, and and uh, let, let's say all three of the quarterbacks are available. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Trey Lance at 6.5 in all the leagues. All three of them are available. I partly want to go Joe Burrow, Trey Lance, and Jalen Hurts. I want you to know that. That's how much I love Jalen Hurts. That's how much I believe in Trey Lance. However, it appears that the ADP gods have blessed Joe Burrow prospective owners with a gift of 7th round value now. A value around that's actually one round later than where you'll probably find Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance. That makes Joe Burrow on the pre-rank list somewhere around QB 7 or 8, which is ridiculous. And if you learn anything from me today, if this is your first show and last show because you can't stand how much I'm yelling right now, whatever the case may be, listen to this piece of advice right here. The pre-rank list is your best friend. The pre the pre-rank list is the most influential person in the draft any given moment, especially the further you go down the draft. The later you get into a draft, the more that a negative Noah or a perturbed Peter or a a, a, a baffled Bob or a, a upset Unger is going to literally turn to the ADP rank, the pre-rank list that's suggesting who the next pick should be. They don't know. The deeper they go, their fantasy magazine's running late from Amazon. It didn't come in in enough time. They're drafting by the seat of their pants right now. And they're sitting there looking in the seventh round, the sixth round. And they see Joe Burrow down a ways, almost a scroll down. They're at 6.10, let's say. And they're like, I can't take Joe Burrow. He's ranked so far down there. The pre-rank list is your friend. The pre-rank list can also be your enemy because if the pre-rank list says Joe Burrow is worth a fourth rounder, guess where Joe Burrow's going? In round four. If the pre-rank list says, hey, the next best player is, is Joe Burrow in round five, guess where he's going? Round five. The pre-rank list influences people that don't know what they're doing, distracted Dylans that are sitting there showing up to their draft And the deeper they get, the more clueless they become. And they're a clueless Clifford. And they literally draft, let the ADP rank draft for them. 
Take a look in your draft at the pre-ranked list when you get in the seventh round and count how many times on one hand somebody takes somebody that isn't in the top five ranked guys. People are scared, especially Cliffords and Ungers and all these individuals, the fantasy Karens. What they do is they get scared and they say, I'm in the seventh round. I can't screw up. I can't get made fun of. I don't even know who's healthy and who's not. I'm taking the guy at the top of the pre-ranked list. Joe Burrow is absolutely... You like that? Little Aaron Rodgers? Little Aaron Aaron Rodgers action? Joe Burrow is the best gift to fantasy football 2022 you can come across. He is the number one, the last number one overall potential player in the entire draft. What I mean by that is when you get to round seven, you will find not one single player capable of being the number one overall scorer in all fantasy football 2022, and quarterbacks can tend to do that, he is the last person in the t- entire draft that could finish as the number one player. In seventh round, how could that not be the steal of 2022? That's all I got. Time for a Smitty. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602-NFL. It's time. It's time for the phone call segment. Let me open up the phone lines if you're dialing in now. They're not open yet. They're not open yet. They're open now. Smitty, very down on Priest Holmes. Lost me my league. Should have taken him in the six. Priest Holmes was so good. So good. Priest Holmes was the my favorite player ever in the history of fantasy football. Upset Ungers are all over the place, bro. They're all over. Rick with a super chat. Let me clear the topic here. Rick, I appreciate that super chat. Um, let me know if you have a question tied to that, and I'll definitely get to it. Drop a question. Falling asleep in the studio chair? Uh, I have plenty of times. Plenty of times. Thank you, Robert, for subscribing to the show. Good buddy. Appreciate you. You're you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? This is Mud Dogs, Chris. Mud Dog, what's up, my man? How are you? Finally got through to you. Yeah, buddy. What's up? What can I do for you? I got a couple questions for I got a couple questions for you. So in a ten man super flex lead on the sixth spot, who should I target? Uh, six spot. I mean, so pretty easy for me to give you like blanket advice. Obviously, you take that best player available, right? Uh, but from the the one point six, you're probably looking at, if I had to guess, almost a guarantee. At this point in ADP, and this could change with the drop of a hat, bro. You're almost guaranteed Najee yep, Harris yep. or Jamar Chase, based on ADP data that I'm okay. looking at day in and day out. Najee's falling sometimes to ten, bro. And so you're, you're, wow. you've got a real, real, real good shot at getting Najee Harris or Jamar Chase. Who would I rather have? Jamar Chase. Why? Because I'd probably actually take Jamar Chase number two overall in a lot of different situations. And that's going to make people balk. It's usually the case with me, right? You know, I'm not taking the obvious stuff right. all the time. I'm taking the guy I believe could be the second best player in fantasy football or even the first best in 2023 or 2022. I'm not playing 2021. 
I'm not here to play 2021 and run it back, you know? So I'm here right. to try and predict who the next, you know, number two or number one player is going to be. And Jamar Chase, if you remember back, bro, I was so high on him. And there were people constantly in the chat saying, you know, he's he's busting. He's going on a slump. Um, You know, bench do I bench Jamar Chase? Do I bench Jamar Chase? I don't know if you know. People have very short memories for that because he finished so strong. But he went through a big slump. And I told everybody to buy. Buy, buy, buy. He kept slumping. Right. I said, buy, buy, buy. Jamar won people their fantasy football playoffs because he exploded so much. And, and I feel like he's just getting going. You get people that come in and say, oh, he was inconsistent last year. What world do you live in when you're going to come in and say, Jamar Chase as a rookie was was hot and cold? He was a rookie. What rookie isn't hot and cold? Rookies hit a rookie wall for a reason around week 10, 11, a 12, week 12. Why? Because the college season is short. And they and they get tired right around when a college season would end, right? And and Jamar didn't even right. have a college season. He sat out. So of course he was going to get tired and get worn down a little bit, but rookies, the elite ones always bounce back and have a strong finish. It is a pattern. And if you aren't paying attention, you're going to think a player's not going to bounce back. That is the best time to strike on a rookie is when they hit the rookie wall. Because a novice fantasy football owner will think they're going to stay asleep. But we don't believe that. We know he's going to explode. Real quickly, uh, uh, Mud Dog, over under, over under Smitty's 12 for Smitty's shoe size. I could bring a shoe in over. here and, sh- and show you. Um, what's the over/under on my shoe size? Everybody, drop a number. D- it, it, it be 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 smart about this. Drop a shoe size in the chat. Uh, C Max saying twelve. So drop it. What, what are you saying, my dog? I say over. I say uh, I say thirteen. Okay, my dog says thirteen. Who who else has got a a, a prediction here? Thank you, C Mac, for the wonderful contribution to the show. Appreciate you. I love my boy C Mac. Go follow him on IG, CMAX 49er Fire. Um, might be bad question, but when you talk about ADP and where people are drafted, is that for a 10-team league? ADP is ADP, bro. I mean, yeah, traditionally I'm referencing, and thank you for the super chat, I really appreciate you. I'm referencing 12, uh, 12-man 12 ADP data. I don't think very many people... Um, you know, cycle. I love the prices. I've uh, eighteen. Want me to show? Uh, I'll show you my hand real quickly if that helps give you a barometer of what my shoe size is going to be. Okay. Um, not eighteen though. Eighteen's a, a quite quite big there price. I, I don't have. I'm glad I don't have a size eighteen foot. That would be impossible to find shoes for. Um, I forget what we're talking about. My dog. What else? What else you got? So, yeah, at the, uh, like I said, at the sixth spot, I was thinking the same thing, JJ or Chase, or I know you were, uh, you were saying before that you were thinking maybe Burrow would be a good steal at the 1-6, but you're saying he's falling down now, so maybe I can go chasing then steal Burrow in the second. Burrow in the second in a 2QB league? Um, I don't think, I mean... Uh, super flex, yeah, 10 man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think in a super flex, Burrow is going to last a 2 I think he's ridiculous when he falls to like eight, nine, seven. You know, I don't think anybody's going to let him fall much past like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Unless your league, you know, your league is like not quarterback heavy. Like you know, they're that kind of group. 
I, bro, I don't, I don't think I'm. This league I, actually just started this year. So. Okay, that's good information. You know what happens? I don't even know how they're gonna draft? Right. You know what's traditionally? It's a, it's a process for a whole league to get into an early QB mode. They struggle with it a little bit, unless they're veteran super flex flex drafters. Yeah. If they all have drafted in super flex, they'll bring that knowledge in and start hammering home the quarterbacks. But if it's like a, a group, uh, probably uh, about five of them have. Okay, so you'll probably have a mix. Um, you and you're you're picking the second round is where? Uh, well, I'm the one six, so I'd be picking again. Uh, what two two five? Two five. Uh, yeah. Uh, two four. Two four. Two four. In a ten, it's a ten two man. Four. Ten man. Ten man. Yeah. Yeah. Ten man. Um, your burrow could fall, bro. He could. I. I just. I just think that you're probably doesn't fall. Who should I target? Who would I target at the two four? Would I go a quarterback for sure there, or would you go another skill position? I mean, here, here's the thing though. Okay, no matter what happens, if you go Burrow, you're probably going to see a QB run happen. Is this mandatory two QBs or super flex? Big difference. It's a super flex. Okay, so you can get a little reckless and get that Davis Mills action or or uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence in like the later part of the fifth, sixth round. Maybe you kind of got to use that pre rank list I was talking about earlier to guide you because you won't really know what the flow is going right. to be. I can't tell you. You have people that come out and say, "Yeah, the super flex go running back." You don't know. The flow determines everything. Like where everybody's falling on the board. You're eight picks away, and you can kind of see where things are going, right? If a guy's the third-ranked wide receiver and you're ten picks away, you're probably not getting that guy. So you have to be—you got to be proactive. You got to look at the the ADP ranked list and say, what's negative Noah gonna do? What's uh, uh, upset Unger gonna do? What's you know what's this person gonna do? And and you gotta you gotta make those decisions like way ahead. It's like chess. You got to be multiple pieces of, uh, uh, moves ahead. Um, I, I I would say this: if you play it safe. And it looks like Burrow's going to fall. Like, it goes running back, running back, you know, quarterback, running, whatever. And then you're like, okay, it's already going not very heavy QB. Then you'll know. You know what I'm saying? But at 1.6, if if it literally yeah. four of them are quarterbacks, then go Burrow. Don't even hesitate. Because even if you miss out on Chase, you're going to have Swift there in the second round at a minimum. Or Najee. In the third round, you're going to have Javante. In the fourth round, you're gonna have a oh, third man. a third round capable player in a normal draft. So, like, don't let one player influence your decision. Make the right decision every time you're on the clock. If you have to slap yourself a little bit and go, okay. you know, like, okay, focus, <laughs> focus. Who's the best pick right now? Uh, C Mac wants me to get a shoe. Okay, hold on, hold on. Bella, can you bring me one of my shoes, please? One of my shoes, not the the red ones. Hold on there, Mud Dog. Appar- apparently, this is no uh, important business here. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate my king. All right, here we go. This is uh, you guys see me wear these in the lives all the time, so she got a shoe. The only problem is it doesn't have a shoe. Uh, yeah, it does. Here we go. Here you go, C-Mac. The predictions were all over the map. I think C-Mac said that my shoe size was probably at uh, four. Where's the... What, what What angle were we at? Hold on, Mud Dog. I'm sorry, bro. No problem. 
Drum roll. You're gonna make me ruin my shoe, see back. I can't even I can't even get to it. The tags. There we go. US 13. US 13. Hey, right. Mud Dogs is the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Congrats, Mud Dogs. <laughs> You're the most accurate. Thank you, thank you. There were a lot of 13s in here. 13.5 says Freak. Technically, I could wear a 13.5. It's 14 is too big. All right. Thanks for all the, the 8s, 10s, and 7s. I appreciate all the support and belief in your boy Smitty. <laughs> All right, what what else you got, my dog? Did I, did I answer that question okay? You did excellent. Yeah, I got actually one other question. I'm in the dynasty league. Uh, it's been three years running now. Uh, it's a three quarterback start league, so I have Mahomes, Herbert, and Brady. Woo! Uh, the guy, a uh, different owner, has has Trey Lance, and I really wanted to get him, so I sent them a message today asking what it would take to get the deal done. I told them I would give him Brady and another piece. What would it take? He sent me back a text saying that he wants either uh, J.J., Lamb, or Hall with Brady to make the deal. So my question is, would you give Brady and J.J. or Brady and Lamb or Brady and Hall to get Lamb? No, I mean, you can't You and can't give. three-quarterback mandatory start. Mandatory? Yeah. I mean, Br- Brady's playing this year, so you got to ask yourself, can you win the money now? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it would be. I thought I could win the money last year, to be honest. Oh my god! Just got, my team just kind of fizzled out and it fizzled out in uh, the playoffs. I got a really good team. That's tough, bro. Um, what do you guys think in this? This is the first time I've ever been asked a question, either in the live chat or on the phone line or in voicemail. I've been asked this before in like a you know email advice stuff that I've gotten, but I don't think it was mandatory. Um, I I think I would probably say. Man, I would love to know what you guys think in, in this in this format. Mandatory three QBs. Who's your third quarterback if Tom Brady hangs it up next year? Uh, Daniel Jones. That, I did have Taysom Hill, but he's not going to be a quarterback anymore. Man, can you? I would try and develop another. I'd try to go get Davis Mills before anybody knows what he's going to be. I don't think I could spare giving. I mean, certainly not giving up JJ like that. That's not even a question. Uh, it was J.J. Hall and who? Or Lamb. Yeah, don't give up Lamb. Don't give up. And, and I, I love Hall, but if you were going to do it, yeah, like some of the comments in here, if you were going to do it, it would be Brady and Hall. And, and when you think about it from this perspective, let me let me try and devil's advocate this. Let me hit it from the other angle. The moment Tom Brady retires, you're looking at a very, very lopsided trade in the direction of Trey Lance. But the current moment, Tom Brady's playing, so it's a very hard thing to evaluate. So I probably would say, in general, it, it, it's probably a mistake to make this move now if you think you can win money. But at the end of the day, two years from now, you're going to wish you maybe made the move. So I, I wish there was a clear-cut answer, but two years from now, Lance is going to look pretty, pretty good for just Brees Hall in a three-mandatory QB format that is so different let me put that in perspective here for people that say smitty you love Brees hall how can you say that in a three qb mandatory league you literally would have Brees hall going in like round five or you know round six if it was no probably if it's if it is a dynasty is dynasty right so 
It, yeah, it's because you're keeping him from you. Yeah. So I actually got actually traded away to get to get the one point one pick this year. Yeah. So, so I was able to get Hall. So it's it's dynasty full dynasty. It's not like keeper or anything. It's full dynasty. Um, in a full dynasty startup, you would have Brees Hall going in round probably four or five in a dynasty startup in a redraft three mandatory QB would be you know five or six or even later. But four or five. Trey Lance will be a guaranteed lock top seven. So Hall and Brady, I would probably rather have Lance if you don't think you can win. I, well, if I traded away, I mean, Hall, if you think you can win, I, I have you, I have Jonathan Taylor still. I have Barkley still. I have Pollard. I have Penny. I have Ceh. Can I you got Madison? Can you trade Barkley? I tried. He doesn't like Barkley. So it's a three quarterback, three running back, four receiver, two tight end, and two flex. Mandatory. No defense. No kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. I mean, on, honest, honestly, who won last year? What was the what was the winning team's three quarterbacks? Uh, he actually got me in the in the playoffs because, like I said, my team didn't show up. He had Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston. Uh, he's got Drew Locke and Zach Wilson. AJ, the rest of his team just kind of went off. He's got Dalvin Cook. What about the year? What about the year prior? Did the year prior the person that went win have three quarterbacks that were like that? Uh, I believe so. I think it was the guy that had uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, um, Jared Goff, Fields. Yeah, but Goff isn't. I mean, the problem is you have Brady. And Brady this year is really decent. If he, as soon as assuming he shows up, uh, so you're you're fine. Right. Like this year, you're fine. If you could win the money, I'd hold off on it. But if you're looking out for the future, one and a half years, two years, maybe even one year from today, it will look like an, a lopsided Trey Lance on the Trey Lance side. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Re- I think I could win it. I- I had the best record last year. I just like said my team just that one week I played this one guy in the playoffs. Yeah. After the first week five, my team just did not. Show is it up. big? Is it big money? So, is it big money? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's like a hundred fifty dollars buy-in league. So yeah, like but I mean, like a thousand. Yeah, that's still good. That's I, I would. I would. Oh God, man. Like I said, I did have the best record last year with the team I have right now. I mean, I didn't really make any. Crazy pickups for trade. Like I said, I made trades to get. Go for Lance. Um, Go for Lance. Hall. Go for Lance. You think I should make the deal? Give Hall, Hall and Brady away. I mean, you, you've got the running back support to weather through it, right? Yeah, like I said, I got Jonathan Taylor. I got Barkley, Ch, Penny, Pollard, Madison, uh, Rashard White. Yeah, I, I mean for the. Is is a league gonna last question? Is a league gonna be around for a long time, or is this a group of people that are gonna be unreliable? Like, do you have an unreliable? Um, oh no, I, I see the league being around for another three to five years. Three to five years, if not longer. I guess I guess I would take Lance, man. But that is really tough. You're you're handing him a boatload of talent this year. Let's get it. Let's get a vote real quick. Everybody vote. Brady and Hall, or Trey Lance. Can you get anybody back? I don't know. I didn't try. I would try and get somebody back, bro. Anybody. 
and maybe he's really eager to do it. But I'd love to see if anybody thinks they're, they're, that this, this should be a, a move that should be made by this guy. Mud Dogs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Trey Trey Lance three mandatory QB. Give me Trey Lance. Give me you've got. Uh, let's see. Someone says Brady and Hall. Keep them. See if you can get another piece. That's what I would do. Try and get another piece. Okay. A lot of Brady and Hall votes, bro. Keep Hall. Keep Brady. But I I think none of these none of these people, including myself, really play in three QB mandatory leagues though. You know? Like well, I feel like I could like you said win right now with Brady and Hall and then next year if I have to make a trade, I got enough talent where I can go after a quarterback next year. Like you said, I, I probably could win it this year with the Okay, then, yeah, if you can win if you could win a if you could win a grand, uh, yeah. Okay. I know I've been going back and forth. It's more about building for the future cuz Trey a year and a half from now, Trey's going to be a lopsided the lopsided side, because again, Trey's going top five in a in a startup draft, top five to seven in a three mandatory QB dynasty draft. That I mean, he's going top seven locked. Like you be a, you be an absolute. You wouldn't know what time it was if you didn't draft a quarterback in the first round of a three mandatory QB league, and Hall would Hall would fall to around four or five, even even if it's dynasty. Yeah, uh, keep it keep it win the money and then worry about next year next year. That's my final answer. Okay. Right, my I, last I, question, if you got another second. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I wavered. Is uh, I'm in another ten ten man superplex. I'm the one spot. Obviously, I'm going Josh Allen. Who do I look at the two ten and the three one? Who 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 should I target? Bro, it's so far down there. Um, I, I mean, if if. Well, project-wise, should I look for another quarterback and lock him up early? Should I just... It just depends. See it, how the draft falls to me and get, it, like, that's funny. It, it depends. Is a Kyler there for some weird reason? Is a, you know, does a Trey Lance fall there? Then certainly grab that quarterback. But if it's, like, a Stafford or somebody like that, I'm taking that that Swift. I'm taking that, that you know, I doubt Jamar Chase falls. But you know what I mean? I'm taking that player that, that belongs in round one in a right. normal mindset. And then every every round, just say to yourself, is my number two... Is my round two player feel like a round one player in a normal setting? Yes, home run. Does my round three player feel like a round two player? Yes, home run. That's what it's all about, bro. It's it, the for in, in a super flex in a it, mandatory it two QB is different, but in a super flex you can play around, you can go close to the sun, and 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 risk maybe not getting the quarterback you want. But Davis Mills is a savior quarterback two in a super flex. And I'm willing to take the chance of maybe messing it all up and having to start another player in my super flex position. You know what I'm saying? It's worth the risk in a super flex. Go get the the first and second round normal type talent that are non QBs in round two, three, four. Well, that's the thing. This this lead of a man, uh, super quarterbacks don't go uh, early for some reason. Last year, four quarterbacks went in the first round, only one in the second, and that was the most. In the past five or six years, it's usually less than that. So if I can get Josh Allen at one, do I go and get a dig? I mean, uh, a Hertz, well, a Kyler, or a Lance or something? I mean, two, I, you, bro, these, these are just regular. these are tough questions to answer because they could go differently than you say. But if if by your definition of how things are gonna, or by your the way you've mapped it out, could Burrow fall to your second round pick? Because if because Burrow's like the seventh ranked quarterback. So, yeah. to, if that's the case, take JT and Burrow. Yeah, no. 
Okay, over Josh Allen. Just leave Josh Allen at one one. I mean, but but understand that if you're wrong and everybody goes heavy quarterback, you're going to get yeah. screwed. But if you're right yeah. and five right. quarterbacks are going to go in the first two rounds, take JT and Joe Burrow and and and, J- and Justin or Jalen Hurts at the third round. You know, do or or whatever. But that's what I'm I would do. That even if seven go, even if seven go, I can get Hurts or or like you said, Lance or Burrow with Jonathan Taylor at one one. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. If you understand your league, you don't want to, you don't want to go against, you want to go against traffic. You don't want to be. If everybody's taking mm-hmm. non-quarterbacks in a super flex league and they don't know what they're doing, that's what this means to me. It doesn't mean that it's a great league where people under, they don't know what they're doing if they're if they're taking non-quarterbacks in rounds one and two the entire way down. Then you got to play. You can't play against traffic, or you're just gonna, you're not gonna get any advantage. You going, Josh? If you're, if what you're saying is true, though. And you got to make sure you understand. You're gonna, if you're wrong, you're going to get screwed. But if what you're saying is true, right? And you get JT and Burrow. How is that not better than Josh Allen and you know who else? You know, like uh, Chubb. G- give me, give me Joe Burrow and JT all day long. I mean, it's, could be Javante. It, could could be Josh Allen and Javante. If he fell, uh, I mean, I like that too. But Joe Burrow and JT is okay. just as good. Right. All right, my man. I got to go. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Good Appreciate yep. you. Later. All right. Dial in. Who's next? Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Dial in. Dial in. What's up, Terry? Appreciate you being here. Where, where are you drafting Javante? I know that question's not necessarily for me, but I'm taking Javante anywhere in round two. Uh, does anybody, anyone have uh, any general DFS advice? I can get you. I can help you. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I help you with and who am I talking to? Yo, this is Luigi. What's up, Luigi? I got, I got a question for you, Smitty. Um, uh, all right, here you go. This is the question. Um, what would you do with the 10th pick in a 10-man full PPR league? Should I pass? On Diggs and go Swift and Javante. Obviously, if Chase is there, I'll go with Chase. And then what? Javante or Swift? This is at what pick? The tenth pick, ten man PP, full man PPR. So tenth pick in a ten man league. So the back to back picks. Um, yeah, if yes, if, if if Chase is there, I take Chase. If JJ's there, I take JJ. If if Cup's there, it's redraft. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, if the top three wide receivers aren't there, and Najee's not there, and JT's not there, I'm very tempted to go Swift and 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 either you could go wide receiver like Lamb or Adams if you wanted to go balance, but I I still would be tempted to go Swift and Javante myself. I I believe Swift and Javante are both top five running backs. I agree. I agree. I had Najee last year and won the league with Najee and Eckler as my like two guys at the top, and then I went with wide receivers and I got Cooper Cup. But um, all right, then Smitty, I have to think about that, huh? You 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 you're stuck on that one. You don't know about Javante in the second. I love battle, because you, I saw some videos and yeah. I don't know about him. What do you mean? I don't know about him in the second. No, that I'm saying like you don't know like because in the videos you were you were adamant about J- Javante in the second no matter where and I, now you got me on that one and I'm I, you know I, I see the proof in the pudding he, he he's gonna be number one I think yeah I I think he Denver for sure for for sure could be the number one running back um 
I, I think he's got so much uh, upside. Uh, G Money, appreciate that, that super chat. I'm going to answer that right now. I, I mean, look, you could go a hundred different ways. Um, I know a lot of people would take, you know, Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry over DeAndre Swift, and I understand how how ridiculous it might sound to people that I want Swift over Derrick Henry, but I do. I I don't trust the offense in, in Tennessee. They don't have A.J. Brown. They're going to have a quarterback change at some point. I don't know if Malik Willis is better or worse for Henry. I know Tannehill's not going to be good for him without A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, it's just like going to be like when you're at the club and the lights come on and we see what Tannehill really looks like without A.J. Brown because now he doesn't, <laughs> this guy doesn't have that weapon that's made him look good for so long. That was his makeup, you know, and, and now... Now he's looking over his shoulder. Malik Willis gets drafted. They don't even tell him. He's upset. He's bitter. He has no wide receiver. Burks isn't isn't that guy yet. Maybe he becomes it later, but he's not ready now. Um, Eight-man fronts constantly for Derrick Henry. Uh, 920-plus carries in 2.5 seasons. Not on his career. 920 carries in his last 2.5 years. Give me DeAndre Swift that could be a... 900 and 900 running back, you know, with 80 receptions and 12 plus touchdowns. That's just how I feel. And, and I'm not scared to, to, to reach a little bit. And I'm not going to be pressured into drafting Henry or Cook or CMC when there's injury risk littered with those three. And if, it, if last year taught us anything, injuries are just waiting to take your season out in today's NFL with how much tougher and stronger it's getting it's like running backs are just waiting there to get hurt man and i'm not saying swift isn't an injury risk i get that but i think he's a less of an injury risk than than the three running backs i just mentioned but that's me and you wouldn't be crazy to go wide receiver and one of those running backs either but i love because i think you're getting dk and mclaurin and ETN, and still getting Joe Burrow. Maybe you still get Dalton Schultz. A lot of the people that use this approach that I'm telling you, we mock draft it. It doesn't come out very well because we snipe each other. It's snipe city. It's worst case scenario when we're all like-minded in a mock draft scenario. But when you go out into the real world and we let you fly and you spread your wings and you go take Swift and Javante at back-to-back 12 and 13 picks or 10 and 11 picks, and then you get to your third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks, everybody seems to come back with a, a ETN and DK and Joe Burrow and Dalton Schultz and Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. And it's like, bro, you crushed your draft. And, and you weren't scared to go running back, running back, even though that's not something I go in trying to do. It's just they end up being the best player available typically at the turn picks there at the first and second turn. Okay, so if Diggs is there and Adams is there, you might I might have to think about that over Javante. But Swift in the first for sure with the first ten picks. Uh, Swift in the first ten picks, yeah. Okay, and then think about Adams or Diggs over Javante, maybe. Um, I mean, no, I mean, I don't. I'm just saying I I can understand it. I I would I'd rather have the two okay. I'd rather have the two running backs, but that's me. I, Javante, like if you've got a lot of shares of Javante, you could toy around. You know, with the idea of maybe not going um, Javante in that particular situation, but if you don't have a bunch of Javante shares, don't, don't yeah. be scared to and do I it. I just see Javante doing what Jonathan Taylor did, just like you, like said, like it has to happen that way. It's going to happen that way. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real, I'm real pumped about it, bro. I truly believe we yeah. are in, in a, in a, in a new changing of the guard for running backs. I believe that we're yeah. going to see, um, a, a big, a big swap out for the top five running back group. I think we're going to see Brees Hall eventually get there. Um, I, I think we're going to see. Uh, I'm going to get to your super chat here, G Money, right now. Uh, I, I think we're going to see Javante creep up into the top two or three. We're going to see Swift up there. We're going to see Cook, Henry, CMC all kind of fall out. This will be Mixon's last year, in my opinion, as a top you know five seven running back. He's had a lot of mileage over the years. It, it's a changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Well said. Thanks, Smitty, man. All right, appreciate you. Um, this is from G Money. G Money, you're still here, right, pal? I have the 1.12 pick. I have seen Diggs, Devontae available here as well as Swift and Javante. Is Swift and Javante the strongest combo at 12-13? How ironic. I didn't even read that question yet. And it's exactly what we just talked about the whole entire time on that last call. So Swift and Javante for me. I'm very tempted to go like Swift and Diggs, Swift and, and Lamb. But at the end of the day... Jeez. Uh, try calling back one more time. I don't know what was going on there. Le- leave it to Ron Navy to to dial in and just jostle up the phone line. Try again, Ron. <clears throat> um, what do you what do you keep what do you keep saying here, Swaggy? I I know you're upset about JT and Javante, but. Let me say it for you one more time. Javante is the next JT, or he's his own. You can't even compare him. Ron Navy, what's up? You're live with the Fantasy Football Show. What's up, Smitty? I didn't jostle up the phone line. It just worked out that way. You you called it. It started overloading. I don't know if your super chats and your phone was dialing in at the same time, bogging down the internet usage. Uh, It was like, Ron, too, too much Ron Navy overload. (laughs) <laughs> and he's best ball drafting right now as we speak overload <laughs> hey speaking of that i think you know a lot of people need to understand too is there's a difference between you know doing your your, your redraft leagues and your best ball leagues um if you're doing a lot of best ball leagues you know everybody's like asking you know uh with the players you know Take some chances if, like, you have, like, you like a lot of Swift, and if you have a lot of one player or whatever, it's okay to take chances on riskier players. I mean, if you don't have any shares of a certain player like CMC or Barkley, go ahead and take them in a draft or two if you're doing a bunch of underdog drafts or take some of your riskier players, switch it up some. Because, I mean, but if you're redraft, if you're only doing a few redraft leagues and it's all that, then – you want to be a little more, be more cautious in what you're, the players you're picking up. And and for um, for Russian collusion, this goes out to him. Um, don't worry about me getting off the train, buddy, because Smitty has seen my drafts, and everybody thinks that I'm just taking cousins all the time. You know better than that, right, Smitty? You've seen my drafts. I'm not taking cousins every all the time. No, like all. probably like once every five or six drafts maybe so basically every day yeah and usually he's the number two 
<laughs> normally he's a number two. He, he's my number two. So when you do normally, I'm getting the Burrows and the Lance. So when you do ten drafts a day on Underdog promo code Smitty, you're essentially drafting cousins <laughs> twice a day. Yeah, maybe if I do that many. Yeah, kind of slowed down a little bit here. Now the puppy, puppy's done, and uh, um, I'll wrap it back up with the the main one here uh, probably sometime next week. Yes, sir. Toward the end, you know, I'll get some more, but. Uh, but I just, you know, because a lot of people were in there earlier asking, you know, what I thought of Saquon and CMC and stuff like that. And I'm like, but I just want to make it clear that, you know, I'm, I'm drafting a lot of underdog and underdog's different than redraft. So, yeah, I'm going to take chances on those guys in some of the drafts because I've, I've got my Javantes and I got, you know, all the players that I like. So I'm going to take some chances on some of the other guys. You know, so I have them. At least I have some shares. Of them. Yeah, definitely diversify. And, and the and the great thing about best ball, which is why I tell people, you know, definitely do it. Not only do they match up to a hundred bucks on your first deposit, which is fantastic, but it, it saves you if, like, let's say, you know, you have drafted a lot of the same player, and then you get an injury. Like, let's say you have JT all over the place and he gets hurt. Knock on wood then your season's done. Like, how many times have you had a season get knocked off, like, in week eight, and you're like, I have nothing left to play for? So depressing. Like, if you do, you know, oh. even even 10 or 15 best ball drafts, and you diversify those, you will literally be, like, in the hunt, you know, the whole entire way down to week 14. So, and you can yeah. do the pick and stuff like that, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I, I, I pretty much stuck with underdog I, I don't go to DraftKings or any of those other ones I, I i like underdogs so that's where i go yep so between underdog and uh ffpc are the two places i draft i might the have ffpc is a PP, i might have another pr so i like them. i might have another uh, uh i might have another promotion and partnership with uh, uh, a a a DFS daily fantasy, you know, site soon. So guys, keep keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, also, we've got we've got this right here, this um this this new partnership with Grindhouse, and I want everybody to go to their IG D R N D H A U S supply. Um, you can also go to grindhouse.com. That's G R N D H A U S Grindhouse Grindhouse.com. These tees, we're giving away this red one right here, this beast red hoodie. And uh, I think I'm going to announce on Wednesday how to win it. So this is our new sponsor here. Yeah, they are they are awesome. I love this Godzilla one. I wonder when we're giving this one away right here. This Godzilla one is really, really cool. Uh, Godzilla versus the thing. So these are all movie posters from the 80s. So they put them on these t-shirts and they have the rights to all these these you know amazing posters and in and, and hoodies and and they just create different runs of them so the one that they're giving away right now is this beast one the red one to the left but this one's freaking sick this uh godzilla versus the thing uh but we'll be giving away these hoodies all year long and t-shirts see these t-shirts right here uh giving away all kinds of t-shirts and hoodies all year long so stay glued. We we should be giving away one t-shirt or t-shirt or hoodie per week. And and this one this one's really cool. These a lot of these are old cult 
uh, Colt Classics. So can't wait to uh, give these away. Get ready for that, guys. Can't wait. All right, Ron, anything else? Yeah. Awesome. No, hey, you saw uh, Swaggy decided to come back today. Yeah, is Swaggy talking to you about the Steelers, or is he, is he, what's he saying to you? Yeah, he didn't really have much to say, except he agreed with me about, um, about Pickens. Yeah, Pickens looks good. George Pickens, so. Yeah, yeah. Pickens looks, <laughs> Pickens looks real good. All right. All right, buddy. I'm getting a little little we'll hate hate on. on my yeah. I'm getting a little hate on my Pickens is is going to eventually be the best wide receiver there, um, which I'm not first on, but that's how I feel right now. And people are like Deontay, Deontay. Well, you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Pickens could be the real deal. You watch Russian collusion. Oh, here's a message from Russian collusion to you. He just super chatted. He said, first of I all, know, I, I, no, I didn't say I was wrapped and went. Uh. Yeah. Appreciate your super chat. Uh, G-Money, I never gave G-Money his, his round of applause. Hey, hey if, you get, if you get a chance, Smitty, play, play Swaggy, my To the Moon uh, with Pickens, if you get a chance. I'll oh, talk to you later, buddy. I'm going to go back into the... Yeah, all right, man. I'll try and find that, but I don't, I'll have to look. Let me see if I can find that message. You put a heart on it, so it's one yeah. thing you put a heart on from the other day. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I All right, I'll talk to you later. Later, man. I don't know. Maybe it's here? It and, uh, nope, that's yeah, not it. That's not it. I can't find it. I don't know. It's so far down there. Pickens over Godwin in redraft? Probably probably not. I mean, may, maybe. It's tough to know in redraft. In Dynasty, yeah, that's even tough. Because Godwin could get more healthy. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Godwin, yeah, Godwin, what if, what if Brady retires after this year? You know, then what's what's up with Godwin? I mean, B, B, BW makes a good point. I'd probably rather have Pickens. I mean, even though it sounds crazy, but Godwin's coming back from an ACL tear. It's gonna He's going to be pretty, pretty banged up all year. Um, Godwin has already been a top five wide receiver in this league, meaning that you think he's proven or that his time is, is done. I'm not sure which one you mean by that. Cause you could go either way. Cousins going to be, uh, going to the Steelers would be Ron's dream. Oh, cousins getting traded to the Steelers. He, he probably, I, I've never even thought of that. You probably just blew Ron's mind. Cut according to. Breaking news, breaking news. Kirk Cousins has been traded. This is fake news. We're just trying to get Ron excited. Traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Steelers should have traded for Tyler Huntley. But Pickett looks pretty good. Like, let's let's not disrespect Pickett. He looked pretty good. Maybe Pickett is the answer. Maybe Pickett is the number one quarterback. Him and Ritter look pretty good. I like Malik Willis the most, but Pickett looks really good. Smitty, thanks for a, a lot for the call-in. Appreciate all your advice. Always appreciate you, King. Appreciate you, good buddy. Here we here we go again, you, Swaggy. The negativity constantly. Like, think about yourself in the in the live. What contribu- contribution do you have until the very end of the live where you say, Smitty, thumbs up, go Smitty, Team Smitty, Whatever, but literally the whole entire show, you're you're just waiting for things to say negative stuff on Swaggy, constantly. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? 
Hey, how's it going, Smitty? It's John. It's who? It's John. What's up? What's up, John? How's it going? Um, my question is regarding auction drafts. I know you like to say draft best player available, but what if I wanted to do, since I'm in multiple leagues, kind of like a receiver auction draft kind of build, what are some receiver targets you would kind of have for that scenario? I mean, in an auction in general, I'm going to tell you my favorite players to target, and I like to go after Javante, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, ETN, and and consume at least two of those guys because I feel like they're, they're, they're going to be extremely undervalued comparatively to JT. And I think Javante can be the number one running back in fantasy football 2022. So... To get him at a discount that is far under the value of JT. Is JT more secure? Is JT more likely? Yeah. If I'm doing projections, do I have JT finishing number one? I usually do with the caveat of, hey, Javante's got the appeal and upside that he can be the number one running back in fantasy football 2022. The reason he probably isn't for sure a lock there to me is because we don't know when his volume will be fully unlocked. You know what I'm saying? So that's why there's a little bit more of like a maybe a delayed start, which is not bad because we don't want Javante to get hurt. And I don't mind him getting kind of slowly unleashed. So 60% of the work, 65% of the work, and then gets unleashed more and more and more. But the cost of entry on a Javante is going to be far under the value of JT. The key is not to call him out early. You've got to let somebody else call him out. You don't want to call him out when people have money to spend. You want to wait until people are broke and they're like, okay, I love Javante, but I'm not spending more than $52 on him. Whereas if you toss out Javante in the very beginning, he's going to go for maybe more than anybody. So it's all about calling him out. Wide receiver-wise, to answer your question, DK Metcalf, ask yourself what wide receivers are steel in a redraft. And then those are the wide receivers, if you like them, to target. Uh, St. Brown and DK. You come out of an auction with St. Brown and DK at maybe a total of, I don't know, what do you expect the total to be on St. Brown and DK in your auction with your people, with your guesstimation based on the experience in your specific league. What do you think the combined dollar value for St. Brown and DK would be? I mean, very minimal. Certainly. Next- You're cutting out. Yeah, like you could probably do with DK and St. Brown for next to nothing. Yeah. So th- those would be, I mean, McLaurin. DK Waddle, I could I could live with Waddle and DK, and maybe they cost you like forty dollars total. Would that be a reasonable amount in your league or no? Fifty, forty-five, fifty, sixty. Like what? What's the total looking like to you? Well, so then, do you, in an auction, do you not ever like to go and draft those elite level players like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or is it more just like would you rather have a deeper bench? versus going for that kind of does and does approach. I'm always going for those players and when the value's there, you change directions. So I'm always going to bid on JJ. And I'm always going to try and win JJ. I'm always going to bid on Chase. I'm always going to try and win Chase. And if you go cheap at running back, you can afford one of them. So technically speaking, if you go Jamar Chase and let's say you buy Jamar Chase and Jamar will be cheaper than JJ and Cooper Cup most likely. Jamar Chase is dropping to like seven or eight overall in normal right. draft settings. So I, I probably feel like 
you're probably going to be, I don't know, you're probably going to be needing to pay. It depends on if it's $200 uh, amount uh, uh, to, to, to spend, I'd probably say 55 bucks at a minimum, 52 to 55 and so I feel like if you're if you're getting them at that value, and then you go and you spend fifty on Javante, you spend even forty or so on. Like, what do you think Swift will go for? Like, you could walk out with Jamar Chase, Swift, Javante, and maybe maybe Joe Burrow, and you wouldn't have much money left. But it's possible. It's tough to say, man. Right. And it also matters, like... Do you ever... Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you ever post, like, auction values? Like, I mean, maybe you've answered this already, but a list of just what you would pay for certain players, um, just so that it's, like, something that we can have as we're going through the auction draft, just to kind of see what fair values for certain players would be. Do I have an auction value list? Yeah, basically something like that, because as you know, like depending upon whether you're using Sleeper or ESPN, the valuations are all over the place. So my my so ranking, my ranking, yeah, my rankings on thefantasyfootballshow.com, they have auction dollars attached to every player. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so go go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. There's auction dollar values attached to every player. My trade calculator is is based on auction dollars. So that way you can't really trick it. I mean, you can always trick a calculator to some degree, but for the most part, it's it's like walking into a draft and having a hundred dollars, you know, and having these two players and having you know whatever it tells you how much the dollar value is. So if you're you're gonna go trade a fifty dollar Jamar Chase and a ten dollar or a twenty dollar Kenneth Walker, that's seventy dollars, right? And if you're trading that player for, right, that yeah, if you're trading that those two players for one player, let's call that player Mixon, who's fifty-two dollars. It's going to tell you that the other side's worth more because it, it counts up the dollar values. So get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. I also have the the one-on-one text advice, you know, on, on there, so you can you can oh, te- text awesome. me on the de- yeah, text me on demand. Awesome. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, this is my first auction draft, so just trying to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm available via text through the text service. So go to com to sign up. There's lifetime membership, so you only pay once if you want, and then um, for the content. But, yeah, get on over there. Appreciate you, man. Later, John. Yeah, have a good one, man. Thank you. Um, Jake, appreciate your super chat. Jake, let's give Jake a standing ovation. Jake, you still here? Jakey boy, Jakey with a question. Jakey says, uh, Swift 7, um, Lamb 14, who at 23, Andrews, Javante, or Saquon? Javante, Javante by a mile, bro. To the moon. Javante, this could be the number one running back in fantasy football 2022, pal. Discord question. Thank you for reminding me, good sir. Heading over there right now, Mr. Terry Roberts. Appreciate you taking care of that. Let's go over to the Discord. Let's check it out. Discord question. Smitty B-Man asks, Elijah Moore value goes up or down with Flacco or White as their QB? Um, You know, I... 
It, it, we don't know. We don't know. We haven't seen enough out of Zach Wilson to know whether he was the best thing for Elijah Moore or not. Elijah Moore did well kind of in a rotation last year. And he was good. You know, he got hurt. It's tough to know. I, I kind of feel like Mike White and Elijah Moore is the best option. I think Mike White and everybody for everybody is the best option. And if Flacco gets in there, which feels like he probably will. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Who asked about the draft call? Hey, Smitty. Um, who asked about the draft call? How much lead time on a draft call, Ryan? Um, I, the better you, the better you, the quicker you order the draft call at thefantasyfootballshow.com, the more likely you are to get it, you know, the exact time and date. And I usually try and make it work no matter what, but there are times where occasionally someone books something and then I, I'm not available. So just make sure you, you, you do it as soon as possible, you know, and, and at least a lot of time, like buy it, it's a lot of time. And then, you know, if you got to change it, we can change the date, assuming the date is available to change. We'll figure it out, you know. Just just uh, make sure you get it in there as, so- as soon as you can. Thank you, Jake, for the super chat, by the way. And, uh... Yeah, so I think I took care of that Elijah Moore question. Hod says JP, JT can't repeat as number one. Look, number one usually doesn't repeat. And that's another reason why Javante uh, is such a, an attractive... Um, dark horse for the number one overall spot. So, and we are we are nearing the end of the show, where Swaggy's <laughs> comes in and tries to shower some love my direction. So I'll forget about all the negative stuff, and it usually it usually works. Uh, hold on one second, Mike. I see you there. Hold on one second. It says I appreciate all that you do, Smitty, but I have my own opinions on certain players. I believe in myself more than anybody else. Swaggy, it's okay to do that. That's not what you're doing, though, half of the time, Swaggy. It's you're saying that it's like ludicrous or it's blasphemous or what I'm saying is wrong or that I'm blah, blah, blah. Like it's different, Swaggy, to have a different opinion. Didn't you just see a guy come in and say, I feel differently about this guy? And I said, I respect the way you, you brought it. It's different, Swaggy. The way you do it half the time until the end of the show, when you drop a super chat or you're very kind at the end and say, Smitty's the best when you're leaving. It's different. It's a different vibe. It's almost like your your mom took a hold of the keyboard, Swaggy, and sent you to bed and decided to then say something nice on the way out the door. It's like two different individuals. Swaggy, at the end of the show, is very kind and drops super chats and says nice things. Swaggy, during the live stream, is a very different man. Um, Mike, I appreciate you calling in. What can I do for you? I got a two non-fantasy questions I want to. I want I want to ask you. My first one is: Who do you think is the first coach fired this NFL season? Wow, I don't know. That's a tough one, bro. That's a tough one. I don't I don't know that any any coach is going to get fired dur- during the season, but like at the end of it, like I mean. Kingsbury just got a, a new contract, so I know that's going to be a popular one. But I don't really know how he could get fired, you know, after that big after signing that contract. I mean, that's a tough question, bro. That is a tough one. 
I don't know. I'll have to think on that one. I don't know if I want to force an answer. I think I have to think long and hard about what makes yeah, them the I most. Sense. I mean, it's a good it's a good question. I think King, Kingsbury's on the hot seat. That's for sure. But like he signed an extension, oh, yeah. so it's like how can he really be fired? I think he'd be given another year. But then again, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he can't get fired off of an extension. I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. He could, he could be further on the hot seat. But you know, like, do I think? Uh, do I think the Texans are sold on on they, they got their staff in order? No, so that would be the most logical, I suppose. But I, I would say, like, yeah, let me think about it. Let me think about it. it's a good question. I'll I'll, co- I'll come back with an answer. I'm, I'm gonna think on it for a minute. What else? What else you got? The second, the second one's also a non fantasy question. What's your Super Bowl prediction for this season? My Super Bowl prediction. So in the NFC. I'm going to say the NFC is going to be the the top. I'll give you the top three teams. Um, I'll give you the top two teams for now. We'll, we'll break it down early. I'll say that it's going to be the Niners and the Rams. Like the Niners and the Rams are going to be the top two two teams in. And, and ironically, you know, you're getting it from the same division. The NFC West and the AFC West are so packed full of talent. And this is with the Seahawks falling to the wayside. You know, imagine if they were still in it. If Russell Wilson was still in Seattle, um, I think I think ultimately it depends on health of, of Stafford and all that. But I think the the Niners are underdogs, and I think they're dangerous. And I think that they could get as, they could get as far as they got with Jimmy G in a lesser defense, maybe a little shakier offensive line. But I think that shakes out as we go. Not to mention that Trey Lance's mobility most certainly puts him in a position to where he's stretching the, the defense out a little bit. So maybe you don't even see the, the offensive line woes at some point very, very soon. Look what happened. They tried to get to Trey Lance in the preseason game. He threw a touchdown dart over 80 yards to Danny Gray. And so defenses are going to have to respect that. And you can't blitz and, and, and stack the box. And there can't be as many box counts in the direction of Trey Lance when he's mobile and you got to make sure you're spying on him where he, where he's at on the field. They start opening up Kelsey and then boom, you have a defense stretched out every single time Lance is under center. And so the offensive line problems go away like that, like that. They go away. I know people don't understand that. They just want to make fun of the offensive line over and over, but this defense is better. They did it with Jimmy G carrying him. What do people think is going to happen with an athletic quarterback under center? I don't care if he's young and green. We saw Herbert in his sophomore year. I don't care if he had little experience as a rookie and Herbert had more. Or the Burrow had 10 games. They're, sophomore quarterbacks break out. They are who they we thought they were as sophomores. So I, I firmly believe Trey Lance and the Rams will be the top two teams in the NFC as of this moment. Still like the Cowboys, even though people clown on the Cowboys. They're very potent. Um, not saying that they would win a Super Bowl, but they're very, they're very, very capable of being seated very high and then maybe dropping the ball during the playoffs, or maybe not. Um, I, I don't, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be as good as people think. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, of things that that concern me in Tampa. I think Green Bay could be effective, but they could serve me in terms of going the distance. So I'm not concerned with them knocking off San Francisco or the Rams. I think it's the Rams and San Francisco. Uh, I like I like Philly a little bit. Uh, I'm going to probably say from the AFC side, we're going to roll with uh, the Buffalo Bills against either the Bengals or the Chargers. I think the Chargers end up winning the AFC. 
I think the Chargers go on to meet the Niners, and the Chargers win the Super Bowl, and Justin Herbert is the NFL MVP. If it doesn't shake out like that, it's either going to be Burrow or Josh Allen winning a Super Bowl and becoming Super Bowl MVP. But who knows? I like, I like that. What, what do you think about uh, maybe Philadelphia or Minnesota, the dark horse? Yeah, I, like I, I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you heard me, but I said I kind of like Philly when I moved on to AFC. Uh, uh, like Philly, Philly's got a potential dark horse, you know, final three team capability in them for sure. Hertz is good, but but I feel like at the end of the day, are they a year away from maybe that? Maybe I, I think I think the Rams and the Niners are just going to be too tough at the end of the year. But anything can happen, man. Things could change very very quickly. Um, certainly feel like you know a, a lot of things could change really quickly. Okay, man. Thank you very much. Appre- appreciate letting me ask those questions. Yeah, good good questions, man. I'll think on that head right, coach firing. You. I mean, I just I don't know I. It's hard to predict because there's so many things up in the air, and and the way coaches get fired is weird. Sometimes coaches can get fired when you the least expect it. Like look at Doug Peterson. I thought Doug Peterson would get fired after the way he misused uh, Jalen Hurts and benched him, and he was so closely, you know, in a Super Bowl appearance and got fired. Nobody saw that coming. I thought it would happen, and it did because there's so much turmoil there that he created. But, I mean, you also have guys like Kingsbury who feel like to everybody else in the world that he's on the biggest hot seat, but he just got a contract extension. So, kind of tough to know. But appreciate you one calling weird, in. Can I, can I just say one weird situation, maybe you can talk in it and I'll hang up, is the Jets. Because I think that Salah's a little on the hot is on the hot seat too. And if Flacco is playing better than Zach Wilson, he doesn't have the luxury of developing Wilson. Like, he needs to win games. And that offense was way better, in my opinion, when Flacco was in there last year. Uh, I don't I, – I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Flacco, I certainly hope Flacco um, does not does not hold on to the job for more than one game if he does come in there. I certainly hope that Mike White gets his shot to, to be the, the guy, you know, the commander of this offense. Because Mike White is a, a surgeon on the field. And, and maybe he fails, but but Joe Flacco is too old, bro. He can't. First of all, even if Joe Flacco was better, think about it. How long is he going to last? It was like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He was good, but how long was Fitzy going to last? Yeah. You know, I I don't think Flacco. Even if Flacco played well for two games, how long can he possibly last? It's not going to be more than a game or two. Like get Mike White in there, see what you got, and if he creates a controversy, who cares? You know who cares? Like it's a good problem to have if you, if you have a quarterback in there that's you know making people wonder if he should be the starter. That's good. Who? I don't know. Okay, thank you, Smitty. All right, later, man. Appreciate you. Bye. All right, we're gonna end the the phone call session here. Appreciate everybody that dialed into the show. Um, phone lines are closed, and thank you for everybody's phone call. This message is super super chat from uh, Ross. Are you okay with Lance being your QB one in a twelve team PPR, taking him like eight around around eight to ten? Um, of course, bro. But I mean, good luck getting him in eight to ten anymore. You know, good luck getting him in eight to ten. I don't think he'll be in in the eight to ten area anymore. He'll be more like six. You know, some people taking him in five, but like six to seven at the most. So, but yes, I mean, he's now ranked. 
by most people, not me, even though I loved him more than anybody. And now everybody's trying to, you know, jump on the who loves Trey Lance more wagon. Um, he was laughed at as their starting quarterback, you know, two months ago. And now he's being ranked ahead of Joe Burrow on average. So the answer to the question is, of course, you're okay with him being your starter. If, if many people, a lot of people, the majority of people are ranking him ahead of Joe Burrow, which is, you know, I'm not saying it's crazy because I don't like Lance. I love Lance. I love Hurts. I love Joe Burrow. These are my three guys. Like, I'm a little upset right now that I've even got to decide. Joe Burrow falling to seven is a, a, a tough dilemma for me. Because I don't want to. I don't want to pick. I want to. I want to own all three. Smitty, what do you think of starting lineup? Twelve team: Mahomes, JJ, Javante, Hollywood Brown, Saquon. I love it. Um, I would have picked somebody different than Saquon, but other than that, I love it. And Saquon's still valuable. He still could be very, very good. I just worry a little bit about him. Smitty, it's me, Mud Dogs. Okay, I thought that was you, King. I, I just didn't know. Uh, appreciate you reminding me. You might want to remind me a couple more times when you're asking questions so I can remember that that's you, Mud Dogs. But appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks for all your support. Dre, uh, Mud Dogs, you watch the show often or no? Best business, hands down. Thanks for all your advice. Appreciate you, Mud Dogs. Dre, Dre, what question you got? You got him in the third round. Who? Who did you get in the third round, Dre? Hopefully it's Javante. Can't wait for Javante season. I traded Pierce for Pickens. I mean, I like both of them. You traded one guy I like a lot for another guy I like a lot. I probably would rather, honestly, have Pierce. Don't get mad at me, Terry. I'd rather have Pierce. I love both of them. All right. I think that will do it for today's show. That is two hours that we ran. Phenomenal show, everybody. Appreciate everybody in here. Um, we got another super chat somewhere. I think I got to them all. Swaggy, thank you for the super chat. Terry. Terry, Terry, thank you for moderating. Terry, thank you guys all for being in here. I'm live Monday through Friday. Hey, Smitty, I'm not sure if you missed my super chat, but how would you rank Swift, Adams, Mixon, and Aaron Jones? I didn't see it, so I apologize, and I'm glad you asked this question again. Let's let's re- let's give you two minutes. Two Shall minutes to Parker. Parker, minutes. thank you for the super chat, you you monster. You monster, you. Um, How would I rank Swift, Adams, Mixon, Aaron Jones? Swift, Adams, Round break and tear break. So round two. And then I'd go uh, Mixon and Aaron Jones. But Mixon and Aaron Jones are top of the second to mid-second. And and Swift is like number six to nine overall to me. Adams is like nine to 12 overall. You know what I'm saying, broski? East Coast Taddy, appreciate you, buddy boy. You go to the moon, pal. Tight end strategy this year, Goddard, Knox, Dalton Schultz if he falls, but he's going he's going like in the fifth and sixth round now. Not that I don't like him in six, but we were getting him in seven and eight. We 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 led the way on the Dalton Schultz train. Everybody just followed suit. Now he's eighty eighty piece through the roof, but that's okay. Goddard's still there in seven, eight, nine, depending on the league that you're drafting, and Knox is still there at nine, ten. 
Fryermuth is there in like 11 or 10. Um, there's still a boatload of, of tight ends that have lots of upside that are that are kind of sleeper guys like that. But I love Goddard right now. Hertz is going to feed Goddard to the moon. Let's put Goddard. Maybe Goddard needs to be on the, the moon men list. I um, might hit that button if it wouldn't reset everything. Appreciate you for the super chat, Ross. Thank you all for all of your support. Thank you, Parker. Uh, sorry about not seeing that super chat earlier. I really appreciate the support. It always helps. And thank you. Come back again. And, and it's just another reminder. On the videos, there's now a super thanks. Uh, never expected. Always appreciated. But you can actually super chat during an actual upload video. And it's called super thanks. On any replay, you can click super thanks. Um, which is pretty cool that they added that on YouTube. And what I'll do is uh, anybody super thanks a video, I'm going to highlight that comment. In, in the pin it you know on the top of the, the the video so if anybody does drop a super thanks i will super thank you with a pin and pin you at the top so appreciate anybody that does that uh, i'll drop a, a 500 super chat if smitty extends the show 10 minutes russ i can do that russ i'll give you 10 minutes right now you drop a, a 500 watt on the screen and you'll also become the highest super chatter of the year if that happens, let me see if I can find that right here. The highest super chat of the year is 400 bills, 499. So if you drop a 500 spot, I will make you a shirt. I will make you a shirt, a custom shirt with your player names on it. And we'll extend the show 10 minutes guaranteed. So punch it, bro. Um... Another question from Ross. Ross said, hey, you have the third pick, Taylor, CMC. Then you what? Third pick, Taylor, CMC. Who do I pick at three if CMC and Taylor are gone? You could go, some some would go Henry. I would go either Najee Harris or Jamar Chase or JJ. Those would be my three players. I want Najee, I want JJ, I want Jamar Chase. I've been going Jamar Chase. But I like to mix it up. Uh, Russell, the four ninety nine was a little bit. Uh, the, let me link my PayPal. Yeah, you can do it via the PayPal link down below in the description. You can do it through PayPal, and it will show up on the screen here. So click the PayPal link below and drop it that way. If you don't want to do it through the super chat, or you can link your. It, it'd be easier probably to do the the PayPal link for that amount. Maybe I'm not sure. If he drops five hundred right now, I'll take a lap. Says Mighty Buffoon. I'll tell you what. You drop super, you drop us a, a $500 super chat. I'll dial in with my phone and I'll run a lap right now on the live stream down the street. Okay? We'll do it live. So let me go ahead and 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 copy that link. Let me get my phone ready. Okay? Let me turn off my Wi-Fi so that when I'm running I'm not uh uh messing things up. I will get my phone ready. And I will take a lap live on on the show. Allow. Join. Call in. Add myself. Why am I frozen? I'm frozen. What the heck's going on here? Let's try it again. 
Add myself, Ross. Thank you for the super chat. Ross says, kicker and defense when you advise me to take one. I like the third to last round now for my defense because I feel like you can you can definitely get one of your top three defenses if you go one round early. And to be honest with you, I'm not finding anybody solid in the last the the, the end of the third round that even makes me you know want to grab them. So I'll take my defense my all day defense long. Why is, long. Why is this frozen? Why is this frozen? Hello, hello. Oh, sorry about that. Smitty, so glad I found your channel number one on YouTube heading straight to Mars, brother. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you. Sorry I was muted there for a second. I was trying to... I was trying to... Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Show extended additional... Ron says, best fantasy name this year. Any funny ones? Brees' Pieces. Brees Lightning. Those are great ones. I'm getting a little angry at my phone because I'm trying to connect. fix it another day i'm out of here appreciate you all peace out i will see you all tomorrow i'm live whenever there's breaking news we've got video number two dropping of the of the of the uh of the panic chamber so part one dropped part two is coming cds nuts uh, says james conklin appreciate you all i will see you all tomorrow i'll be live at i'm probably gonna go live early I, I, I anticipate some breaking news tomorrow. But if not, we'll do the premiere for the... Uh, so we've been live three times today. Well, the premiere was live. Appreciate everybody. I will see you all later. Take it easy. Peace out.
he's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. People are burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get, get braced. Get braced.